Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville, good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Just had a brainstorm. Just I was watching the news, and they're talking about how there's potentially White House staffing changes. Why? Because of all the leaks. And Donald Trump says leakers are traitors. And they, you know, they got to get rid of the leaks. And I, uh, and I turned to my producer, Josh. I said, oh, my God, brainstorm, brand new game. We have to play it. It's called Take a Leak. And uh, that's all I have so far is the name. But that's okay. We'll come up with something. We'll spend all day coming up with something. And then tomorrow uh, we'll debut that game. And we'll play it until they tell us to stop, <laughs> which, which will probably be sometime tomorrow around 11.05. Well, anyway, uh, what's up here? This is the Mark K Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. So excited that you're here. Man, I, it's a, what a horrible day. Gloomy, rainy, gross uh, the news has just been awful. There was a fatal uh, police wreck uh, earlier this morning. There was an Amber Alert. Thank God they found the woman. Um, but you know what? It, 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 it's just been like one thing right after another. Uh, so, you know, I thought I would start uh, with some happier news today. And it involves Senator Bernie <laughs> I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, what's happy about Senator Bernie Sanders? No, Senator Bernie Sanders' son. Senator Bernie Sanders' son, which is tough to say, uh, but uh, Senator Bernie Sanders' son is running for office. I know what you're thinking. Uh, crazy. Cra- another political dynasty in the making. Um, he's running for some kind of office in, I want to say, New Hampshire, because they all live up there. We keep them up north where it's cold. Uh, but basically, he, the big news is, and he's re- and I don't know if he's doing this on purpose or if he really feels this way, but he was quoted as saying that President Donald Trump is doing, quote, an incredible job. That's Bernie Sanders' son. Said Donald Trump is doing an incredible job. Kid's name, by the way, is Levi Sanders. Levi Sanders, which is like, uh, that's like the perfect name for a Southern uh, Democratic senator, but not one for you who think from New Hampshire. But Levi Sanders is running for office, and, and he said, uh, you know, the, the biggest issue with Democrats The biggest issue with Democrats is that they're horrible people. Just kidding. Uh, What he said was that they don't make voters feel good enough about themselves. He said, unlike the incredible job Donald Trump and the Republican Party is doing, the Democratic Party has done a very poor job of bolstering people's confidence and self-esteem. And that has significant consequences when it comes to reaching out to low-income and working-class people. He then, of course, goes on to point the finger to uh, the Wicked Witch herself, Hillary Clinton, talking down to voters, calling people deplorable, all that kind of stuff. And when you look at it, when you think about it, when you think about an election, in the end, the election is going is just basically trying to get the most people on your side to vote for you. And how do you do that? You make them think that voting for you will make their lives better. 
and you make them think that you're a friend of theirs and you make them think that, you know, uh, you feel their pain. And that's exactly uh, what he says Donald Trump did. He's 48 years old. He says, look, I was watching this whole thing, you know, and uh, Donald Trump, uh, he said, basically, people said, we understand that Donald Trump is not a nice guy, but he's one of us. And basically, and this is kind of a funny quote, because now what he's doing is he's basically putting down all of Donald Trump's voters, but he doesn't realize it. He's saying, we understand that Donald Trump is not a nice guy, but he is one of us. Basically saying, none of us are a nice guy. But he said, yes, I know I'm a billionaire, but I'm like your weird uncle. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not judging you. And that's the key. Uh, wait, and you know, and I, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to show the Democrats that Donald Trump found a way to win by by being likable in an unlikable way. But really, if there was a weird uncle in the last presidential race, if there was a weird uncle, it wasn't Donald Trump. It was clearly Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders was the weird uncle. Uh, Hillary Clinton was the other weird uncle. There were actually a lot of weird uncles in this race. And, but Donald Trump, yeah, he was mean. He was mean to people he knew weren't, weren't going to vote for him ever. Carly Fiorina, she was never going to vote for him, so he called her ugly. Megyn Kelly, she was never going to vote for him. So he talked about, you know, the blood and all that stuff that caused such a ruckus. Uh, Jeb Bush, he knew that there was no way Jeb Bush uh, would ever vote for Donald Trump. So he used it to his advantage. Uh, and, of course, Hillary Clinton and anyone on the Democratic side of the aisle. But in the in the long run, what Donald Trump did was he reached out to the most voters that he could and he made them feel good about themselves. And he told them, you're great, beautiful people because they are really, you know, and that is the one reason that no matter no matter how you know bad it seems to get or no matter how dismal the uh, the media reports are or the television news makes it seem or all these bloggers or these talking heads that just you know berate you with Stormy Daniels and this and that and the Mueller investigation and all this stuff really it all comes down to personal happiness if you're happy then you're going to keep voting for the person that made you happy. And, you know, putting more money in your bank account, that's something that makes you happy. So if a guy comes along and says, here's some more of your money that you can keep in your bank account, then guess what? You're probably going to be happy. And when it comes time, when it comes time to vote again, you're going to con people don't like change. No matter what Barack Obama says, they don't like change and they especially don't like negative change. So if everything's going great, you're less likely to do anything. And that's what I think has the Democrats, you know, really scared. And the only person that seems to realize it is Levi Sanders. But happiness is something that everybody strives for. And it's what every great political candidate should try to inspire in their audience. Bill Clinton did it. He played the saxophone. You know, he told women they were pretty. He did a lot more than that to a lot of women. But, you know, he told the women they were pretty. And he said, you know, Hillary and I, we're going to do wonderful things for this country. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so people voted for him. They believed him. They didn't like the country where it was under George H.W. Bush. You know, of course, he had a he had a huge bar set for him by Ronald Reagan, who made everybody happy. Everybody was happy except for Walter Mondale. And uh, and uh, and Geraldine Ferraro. But you've got, you know, you, it's all about the happiness quotient. Rick Scott. Rick Scott won re-election in a landslide because Florida has never been at a stronger, happier place than it is now. And looking forward to the Senate, uh, you know, to the election later this year, Rick Scott has a pretty good choice because you look at your life now. You look at the you look at the state of, of our state.
basically. You look at all the the uh, the improvements that have been made. You look at how he handles the crises, the hurricanes that have come through, the school shootings. You look at how this guy takes charge and says, you know, we're Florida and we will rebuild and we will stick together and we're bringing jobs into the state and we're not charging you income tax and we're doing all these great things and we're going to keep them from drilling off of our shoreline. And he keeps everybody in the state happy enough uh, to where they're going to vote for him again. And Donald Trump does the same thing. So now Levi Sanders steps up and he says, hey, Democrats, here's the key to winning elections. Don't talk down to people. Don't insult them. Don't pretend like you're better than them. And don't make them feel bad about themselves and their lives. Don't make them feel miserable. Make them think that something better is on the horizon. And that's when you're going to get their vote. Make them think that something better is on the horizon. And that's when you're going to get their vote. And uh, as we have elections, we have, you know, more primaries today in in, uh, in a couple of, you know, Pennsylvania, I think Idaho, a couple of other states. But as we watch these Democrats and these Republicans who are going back and trying to fight for their political lives, you have to see who's winning. Is it the ones that are positive or is it the ones that are negative? And typically it's the ones with the positive message. It's the ones that get up and say, you're great. People just want to know that they're okay. And yeah, we all have problems. Sure, life isn't perfect. Yeah, there's there's all things we'd like to change. But if you start off by telling somebody you're good, you're a great person, you're a solid, hardworking American, you have great ideas, you have a love of this country like nobody else, and sure, there's some problems, but you know what? We're going to work together to make it better. We're going to make it we're going to work together to make this country as great as you are and as great as you feel about it. And we're going to work together to make this country great again. That's how you win an election. And the way you lose one is to do the complete opposite. <laughs> just, and if you don't believe me, just ask uh, just ask Hillary Clinton. So uh, anyway, Levi Sanders taking the Democratic Party to task and honoring Donald Trump. And, you know, th- this is more of a this is a more regular thing. You've got Democrats coming out one by one praising Donald Trump. Chuck Schumer praised uh, Donald Trump moving the embassy back to Israel. It's a that's an issue that very few people in this country, at least, have a problem with. Now you've got you've got Levi Sanders saying, hey, Donald Trump did something right in the election. More and more as we get closer to the midterms, the Democrats are going to have to face the facts that Donald Trump is doing a lot of stuff right. And if they want to win re-election or if they want to get elected the first time, they're going to have to not only admit it, but emulate it. Yikes. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. You can send me an open mic, too. Just uh, go to our brand new mobile app. Uh, download it if you haven't already. And let me know your thoughts. Coming up in just a minute, speaking of making people feel great, I have to play for you what Oprah said at the USC commencement, uh, commencement speech the other day. Uh, 340-1045. You ain't going to believe it. It's coming up next on the Marque Show on News 1045 WOKV. <laughs> 340-1045 is the number. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining me. We've got Bill on the line from the beaches. Bill, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. What do you want to say today, buddy? Well, I just wanted to say that when Maxine Waters uh, decides to say something good about Donald Trump, her face will contort and break. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, so you don't have to worry about 
picking up her broken face. Hey, thanks so much for calling. <laughs> but the point is, you know, the point is accurate. The more that the more that things go right in the world and the more that things go right in the United States and the more that Donald Trump actually does things that reach across the aisle, which politicians for years have been saying they want to do, but they just don't. Uh, the more the Democrats are going to have to admit it, especially if, as Levi Sanders says, uh, they want to make sure that they win elections. They want to make sure that they inspire people's confidence and their self-esteem. Donald Trump and the Republican Party did an incredible job about making voters feel good about themselves. And that's uh, and that's what won the election. So we're going to it's going to be interesting to see because there's two tacts to take. There's the tact of uh, attacking Donald Trump, which just inspires more negativity. Or what you could do is you could basically just say, hey, it worked for Donald Trump. Maybe we should try it on our side. And maybe you should make your uh, maybe you should make your your voters um you know, feel good about themselves and, and, you know, casting that ballot for you because it's going to change the country for the better. All right. Speaking of change in the country for the better, Oprah Winfrey, you remember her. She loves bread. You know, I love bread. She bought Weight Watchers. Uh, Oprah Winfrey was speaking, giving the commencement address at USC, which is the University of South uh, Southern California, not the University of South Carolina. So it's the Trojans, not the Gamecocks. Uh, but she was given the uh, she was given the commencement speech, and here's what she said. A couple of other thoughts. Eat a good breakfast; it, it really pays off. <laughs> Pay your bills on time. Recycle. Make your bed. <laughs> Aim high. Say thank you to people and actually really mean it. Ask for help when you need it. And put your phone away at the dinner table. Uh-huh. So those were her little folksy pieces of advice. By the way, isn't it, is it uh, surprising to anyone that she started with eating a good breakfast? Because I just seem like that's important. Anyway, uh, but those are her little for- folksy pieces of advice. And this is something that you hear a lot when somebody gives a commencement speech. You hear them come in and say, here's some basics. Though. Listen to your mom. Listen to your daddy. Put your phone away, yada, yada, yada. But really, I feel like commencement speeches are pointless because at that point, when you're leaving college, I mean, it's already too late. You've already you've already ignored all the really good advice. For example, you know, save your money. Don't go to college would be the first thing I would do. You're you're basically staring out at a bunch of people who have put themselves in decades worth of debt. And you're telling them now to go out and and eat a good breakfast. When really what I think they should do is I think they should have before the before you even enter college, they should have people go out and give a speech and say, "Okay, look, before you go to college, think about this. A hundred, two hundred, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt, no job and no real marketable skills or skip college. You know, skip the risk of uh, binge drinking every week uh, for a month and becoming addicted to some kind of uh, illegal substance. Skip all that. Spend four years educating yourself in a job or a trade or online or just doing something. Spend four years of your life in the workforce, slowly climbing up the ladder. Spend four years touring the world, learning about different people. Spend four years making money instead of not spending money. Then once you've given them the option, you might have, you know, you might have fewer people not being able to pay their bills on time when they get out of college because they owe too much money. There's so many great pieces of advice that people give to people at college commencement. But if you think about it, it's really too late. And I've never been asked to give a commencement dress at all. But the first thing I would do is I would I would say, hey, build a time machine, go back four years and tear up your college applications. 
Because when you think about how people put themselves at, at at such a, I mean, when they leave college, the majority of people, unless they have some kind of full scholarship, unless they're filthy rich and their parents were able to write a check, unless any of these things happen, they've basically spent four years putting themselves at a at a ridiculous disadvantage and digging a hole that their college education will not help them dig themselves out of you're they're paying two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on average for a job that pays them sixty thousand dollars a year and when you take out the taxes and when you take out cost of living and when you take out everything else the health care all this stuff they're basically it's impossible for them to ever catch up so i find it really ironic that oprah's at a college commencement with a bunch of people that have student loans saying hey be sure to pay your bills on time because none of them got a job anyway three four oh one oh four five is the number. If you were giving a college commencement address, what's some real world, like handy dandy knowledge that people need to hear but don't? Your call is coming up next. 340 1045. This is the Mark K Show on News 1045 WOKV. A couple other thoughts. Eat a good breakfast, it, it really pays off. <laughs> Pay your bills on time. Recycle, make your bed. Aim high. Say thank you to people and actually really mean it. Ask for help when you need it. And put your phone away at the dinner table. That is assuming that everyone's sitting down at a dinner table to have dinner. I mean, what, what, what recent college graduate is sitting down at a dinner table to eat dinner? None of them. If they, if they, come on, Oprah. Uh, it's Oprah Winfrey speaking at the USC graduation, giving ridiculous advice to college graduates when what they really need, when what they really need is substantial advice that's going to actually help them. Uh, as they go through their lives. And that's the problem with these commencement speeches. You're talking to a bunch of people who are already starting at the bottom and they don't know it. And, you know, they're they're trying to dig themselves out of a massive hole, a, 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 a huge hole of debt that's been created by their decision and society's uh, base, you know, proclamation that they need this piece of paper to get anywhere in the world. When I'm going to be honest with you, most of the people I know who have, who have gotten places in the world don't have a college degree. In fact, my boss. Doesn't have a college degree. Guy that just he was just uh you know picked to be vice president of our company. Doesn't have a doesn't have a college degree. Went to college for a little while, realized it was a waste of time. Got a job at a radio station, and now look what happens. He runs you know millions of people's lives. Well, a million thousands. Uh, but when you're sitting there talking to a bunch of college graduates, that's really the time I would think to be honest with them. But instead, so many of these celebrities go in and they just blow smoke up their butts. My college graduation. I remember my college graduation, uh, the singer, well, I'm, I'm sorry, the speaker was singer Neil Diamond. Uh, and Neil Diamond sang Louie Louie at, at the graduation. He, he sang Louie Louie. He basically stood up and he said a couple of words. No one was really paying attention. He pulled out a guitar. I'm not kidding you. And he started playing Louie Louie. And everybody got up on their, uh, their seats. And they started and they started like, you know, singing along or whatever it was. I had a headache because I got in the head with a champagne cork the night before and I was still feeling kind of woozy. That's a long story for another day. But the fact of the matter is you have this great opportunity to really, really mold the minds of young people who are going out there with no job, tons of debt, no money and really, you know, a lot of hope, hopefully in their hearts. You could give them some practical advice. 340-1045. We have a couple of people who left open mic messages with practical advice for college graduates. The biggest thing they need to understand coming out of college is that nobody cares about their opinion, and if they get offended, so what? That's great advice. That's great advice, and that goes for everybody.
Now you're Democrats, Republicans. It doesn't matter where you went. You could go to USC. You could go to you could go to Brigham Young. You could go to University of Florida. You could go to you know UNF. Nobody cares about your opinion, and you better not get butt hurt about it when you realize that they don't. That's the kind of advice people need to give college graduates. Here's another one. I'd let the uh, grads know that they uh, can't be snowflakes anymore. Those days are all over. First of all, gesundheit. Second of all, that's another great one. You know, don't be a snowflake. No matter whatever your term or your understanding of the term snowflake is, you know, college is is over. You're not going to be coddled anymore. There are no there are no more study rooms with Labrador retrievers that you can pet when you get stressed. You know, there are no more there are no more safe places on school campus where you know it's a bully-free zone. There is no bully-free zone out in the world anymore. So quit being a snowflake. That's a great one. That's a great one. This is Roland in Jacksonville. Roland, thank you so much for calling the Marquee Show. How are you? I'm all right. Um, everything you said about college is true, 100%. But I'd like to ask you something off, off the subject here for a second. Okay. Why do Democrats want people to be on food stamps and welfare when people are prospering right now? Why do they want to keep people on the Democratic plantation and hold them back? Well, they want, Can you answer that for me? Yeah, they want control. They want control of their constituency. And if you have a miserable constituency, they uh, there is no control. However, what the Republicans know and what Donald Trump knows is that when you have a happy constituency, they will choose to support you. You don't need to force them to support you. But you bring up a great point about about welfare and food stamps. That's something else. That's something else that people should say that, you know, when you take welfare, when you take food stamps, when you take assistance from somebody, even if it's in the form of a credit card loan, that's addictive. That getting too much help is addictive and laziness is uh, is something that you could easily become. Uh, it could easily become a problem for you. I love that. Uh, here's a couple more. I was uh, brainstorming with the group over the break. No matter what your stance on guns is, learn how to fire one. I feel like that's important. You may hate guns. You may think every place should be a gun-free zone. You may be totally opposed to anyone carrying a gun, even law enforcement. You may be one of those people that goes to rallies. No more guns. But at the same time, you may find yourself in a situation at one point in your life where there's a gun and you either need to fire it or die. And at that point, that lesson that you took 10 years ago might come in handy. Number two. Never vote for someone who has been in office longer than you've been alive. Never vote for somebody who's been in office longer than you're, you've been alive. If you're 18 or 19 or I guess how old are you? 22, 23. That's probably it's 24 in some cases. And you're just now graduating college. The last thing you want to do is cast your ballot for anybody. But I don't care if it's pre I mean, it wouldn't be president. I don't care if it's a congressman, local, state level. I don't care if it's a senator. If that person has been in office since before you were born, they do not get your vote because they are way out of touch. Uh, here's another one. Learn how to drive a stick shift because, hey, you never know. You never know when you're going to be in a situation when you need to make a quick getaway or when you need to, uh, you know, help somebody get it, uh, help. Maybe you're out camping in the woods and there's an old Jeep with a stick shift and somebody needs medical assistance because they got stung by a bee and they left their EpiPen back in their car glove compartment. I don't know what the situation is, but you never know when you're going to find yourself in a position to have to drive a stick shift. And you better know. You better know how to do it. Next up, if you're getting a tax refund... It means you aren't making enough money. 
Don't applaud your tax refund. Don't get excited when you get that check back from the government. If you get money back after you file your taxes, it means you're living below the poverty level. You need to be making so much money that the government cannot legally withheld, withhold enough for you, and they ask for more at the end of the day. The more you pay in taxes, the better off you are. It is not an interest-free loan to the government. It is an interest-bearing loan to the government and one that you do not need to let them take. So go out and make more money. 340-1045. This is EC in Jacksonville. EC, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. As we head into graduation, uh, you know, the uh, graduation season here, what's some great, real, practical, awesome advice that you can give to graduates? Well, I'm 55 years old and have never taken unemployment. Daddy taught me Get your butt out of bed, drink your coffee, pack your lunch. It's time to go to work. That's exactly right. That's, I love that. You couldn't. Have, I couldn't have said it better myself. Get up, drink your coffee, grab your lunch, and go to work. And just remember that no matter what it is, you're going to have to work for the rest of your life. Even if you become a millionaire, you're going to have to work to keep it. And you're always going to have to fight. And you're always going to have to strive for something. It may not be financial. But it may be some higher calling. It may be for your family or for your relationship. It may be for your health. Every day you will have to work in some aspect of your life. And the more you work, the better off you're going to be. That's a great one. Derek from the South Side, how are you? Good. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good, Derek. What's your advice for graduates? Start a business. You can sell ice cream. You can cut grass. It does not matter. Start a business as early as you can. Um... You can be the next Mark Zuckerberg, but not if you don't start. That is a great point, too. By the way, Mark Zuckerberg, college dropout. Never heard a commencement speech in his entire life. The most successful people in the world. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, the most important people in the entire world never sat in an audience and heard anybody give a commencement speech because they were too busy building their businesses. And whatever it is, it you, you, you got to do it. You start small, you get bigger, do it on the side, do it while you work. Here's something that somebody told me. They said you can either work on your own dream or you can wake up and go work eight hours on somebody else's. 340-1045. This is Kiefer on the South Side. Kiefer, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What's your real, honest-to-God, practical advice for college graduates? Well, uh, hold on. I just want to tell you that I don't know what you're talking about when you say that if you if you get money back from the government at tax time that you're not making enough money. How much is enough? Because me and my wife get back money every year, and we make over $100,000 between us. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, I'll tell you what. Then you just need to redo your taxes because they shouldn't be taking any out. You should owe nothing. At the, uh, personally, for me, I don't want to. I, I need more than that. Hey, thanks so much for your call. 340-9595. And I'll tell you, if you still have student loans to pay off, uh, you better make sure that you're not getting a tax refund because it means you're in a job that's going to keep you at the low level that you're at for the rest of your life. 340-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. More of your advice for college grads coming up next on the Marquette show on News 104.5 WOKV. Mark K, Mark K. The best commencement speech I've ever heard was Neil Bortz, B-O-O-R-T-Z. For those of you that don't know how to spell his last name, <laughs> look it up, listen to it. It's Texas A&M in 2003, the best ever. And also it's N-E-A-L. 
for those of you that don't know how to spell his first name, because that's very, people used to always spell it uh, the wrong way. Any, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, great commencement speech. Uh, Neil Bortz used to play it on his show every year, too. Uh, I can't play it, though. There's copyright problem. You know, we don't, uh, you know, we're no longer, it doesn't matter. It's not, uh, you can, you can find it on your own. Uh, thanks so much for the open mic, though. If you haven't yet downloaded the all new News 1045 WOKV mobile app, you need to do that because number one, you can leave us an open mic and number two, you can, there's a little button. It's way down at the bottom, but it's there that says the Mark K show and you can hear the, uh, the podcasts after the show. You can, you know, interact. You can see a picture of me looking cooler than I actually am. There's a lot of really great stuff there. So definitely, definitely check it out, uh, when you get a minute. Before we wrap it up, we got a couple more people with great, real, practical, good advice for, uh, recent college graduates. This is Bob in Orange Park. Bob, thanks for calling the Mark K show. What'd you want to say? Well, I think that somebody should start a class that people can sign up for at the end of college when they realize they see the writing on the wall, they need to do something to jolt them back into reality. And someone needs to have a class called J-O-L-T, and it would be Jobs, Orientation, and Life Training, and it would be a six- or eight-week course. And when, a, when a, uh, an employer sees that on the resume, they go, oh, he has been... The snowflake has been melted out of this person, so I will hire them. They'll be first in line. He's been jolt. It's like an educational tasing. It's like wake up. You got. <laughs> I like it. Jolt, uh, tra- which is also not not only a great training program, but a great uh, cola, which every recent college graduate probably needs. So thanks, uh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. So what, what he's suggesting, what I'd like to point out, is that the educational system is so bad, and colleges are are doing such a disservice that after you spend four or six years going through them, you need an additional six week course to bring you back down to earth. I love it. I think that's uh, that's fantastic advice. Three four zero one zero four five. David in Sandalwood. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say, David? Hey, uh, Mark. I, I just believe that they ought to follow some advice that the parents handed it down to them and added to Oprah's list. All right. So uh, is- this is advice handed down from parents uh, for generations. What is that? Go to the bathroom before you leave the house. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? That is better advice than you'll you'll find yourself staying out of some very sketchy restrooms if you just do that. Hey, uh, thanks, thanks so much for your call. Oh, which reminds me, tomorrow join us for our all new game, Take a Leak, where we investigate the uh, the high uh, high profile and political power plays in the White House with all of uh, President Donald Trump's staffs. Leaks. That'll happen tomorrow right here on the Mark K Show. Again, download the mobile app. Go listen back to, you know what? If you've got a recent grad, this is the show they need to hear. Go download this on their phone, fire it up, and you'll be able to play the podcast uh, over and over for them so that they can get some really good, solid advice um, as soon as they head out into the world because they have no idea what they're in the mood, what they're uh, going to encounter. And Oprah Winfrey's advice of eat a good breakfast and pay your bills on time, that just ain't going to cut it. Anyway, stay tuned. The news is next, followed by Rush Limbaugh. My name is Mark Kay. See ya. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.